Well, Scott, you and I, we've been talking a while about creating some resources for our church that could give us space to think biblically about discipleship issues that our church faces. So, I mean, take us back to that original conversation that we had and catch our listeners up on why we thought this would be a good idea. Yeah, Chris, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I think it starts with the word church. And mm-hmm. when you say the word church, people have a lot of images that come to mind, and it may be their current situation. So it could be Grace Church might be the church that they grew up in, and more than likely, uh, particularly for you and me, it's a collage of yeah. all the different churches that we've been a part of. And, and, and what, we, what we tend to think of is we tend to think of a lot of, a lot of ministries, a lot of things that we've, we've done. Yeah. And then everybody says, well, okay, but what was the, what was the early church about? And, mm-hmm. and interesting time for us right now, we're studying the book of Acts. And if you do go back and you think about um, church is uh, literally just, it's, it's a group of called out ones to a spiritual family. And that's what the word means. And, and they were only given a few commandments, which was to, to teach the scriptures, uh, to sing, mm-hmm. to practice baptism, communion, and, and church discipline in community. Mm-hmm. So a pretty, pretty short list. Yeah. And, and those are the principles that then drive this type of um, community that's called to love God and build this spiritual family, right? Right. And so you start there, and then as things grow, and we've had a chance to see a lot of growth. I've been here for for 19 years, as Mm. people are listening to this podcast. Wow. And and so I've seen a lot of growth. And so what happens is then those principles, uh, they take on all these different applications. Mm -hmm. And so we have different ways that we disciple, different ways that we evangelize, different ways that we reach the community, different ways that we care for one another. And and because evangelism, discipleship, caring for the poor and vulnerable, those are the things that God cares about. Yeah. And and the church is called to to embody those values in, in, in a number of different ways. There's really not a lot of right and wrong. And so what you have is strong familiarity with the applications, mm-hmm. but not always the same familiarity with why are we doing it the way that we're doing it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And 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 we don't want to get hung up necessarily on um, the specific ministries or the specific aspects of any ministry because they could change, right? They could mm-hmm. change according to the, the the size of the church, the the needs of the community. Uh, churches now it's at ten campuses, and so we're yep. able to do different things than we've had in the past. And so what we wanted to to do is really go kind of behind the scenes and answer the question. Um, why do we do the things that we do, but particularly around this um, hinge point of why is ministry X or issue X a discipleship issue, Yeah, and then flesh that out for our listeners. Yeah, so I would just echo what you're saying and share, in my personal opinion, I think that there is a difference between this upper room identity that we have as a people of God and a lower room identity. So if you think about when you come to a church, I came to Grace five years ago, and there were all these preconceived notions of what church was for me. It was, we first came to the Anderson campus, it wasn't even in a building. So you think about the place, you know, um, that that is a very lower room identity. And you think about the personality of a leader. Um, You think about the people, you know, once the Smiths leave, you'd leave too, you know, or you think about programs. So 
we don't do Awana here, but Awana is a big deal. But someone comes to our church, they grew up in Awana, they memorize the scriptures through Awana, but we don't do Awana. So it's like, well, what are we doing here? You know? And so I think there's a difference between this lower room identity and this upper room identity of being sold out to the gospel uh, and, and being clear on what that is. But yes, we are a large church. So oftentimes you only see the what and you don't always understand the why. So when we were talking about this originally, it was how do we provide a resource for people that helps us uncover key principles that help us think biblically about the discipleship issues that we are addressing? And who are some of the leaders in our church that could help us do that? So that's what that originally yeah, started. Yeah, that's exactly right. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you think that are important for us to hear uh, as we kind of kick this thing off. Yeah, so let's think through just a few examples of that, just to get people, mm-hmm. um, get their brains turning, get them excited about what might come forward. So uh, a lot of folks enjoy the, the teaching. Mm-hmm. They enjoy uh, the way we approach books of the Bible, but they may not know why. Mm-hmm. They may not know why we do that. Yes. And that at the same time we are teaching, we're trying to model how others can feed themselves from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, a one example, singing. We structure a lot of our services around singing. Some people don't like to sing. Some mm-hmm. people don't think they can sing. That has nothing to do. Yeah. Your ability to sing has nothing to do with singing being a, an important, and I would say a critical discipleship issue. That's right. We talk about how we view parents as the chief disciple maker of their kids. And that has huge trickle down effects for our um, children's ministry mm-hmm. and our student ministry. And parents see the effects of that, but they not, might not always know uh, why we are making those decisions and they sure. might not be able to connect those dots. Yes. Uh, even something like natural burial, which mm. a lot of people, they hear that idea, they go, yeah, that seems like a really interesting uh, common sense approach, but it's, it's more than that. The real question behind natural burial is this, should Christians think differently about the death and dying and the burial process? Mm because of our faith. Yeah. And if so, should there have then be practical applications for that? Mm-hmm. So those are just those are just a few surface level. Let me can That's I right. give you a couple of yes. d- uh, deeper ones? So you take something like marriage and I think anybody would say, yeah, I think a church uh, should focus on healthy marriages. Marriages are are critical, they're foundational to our society. It's a it's a great uh, secure environment for kids to grow up in and when, when we see the effects of divorce, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's contend for marriages. I'd say all that is true, but there is something deeper that marriage has always represented from the yeah. very beginning. Cause it was God's idea that we need to delve into mm. that adds fuel for our desire to contend for marriages mm-hmm. is because marriage is a discipleship issue. Mm. Generosity, an area that I get to the privilege of working in. If you, if you said, well, People need to give away some of their money because it can go to good causes and help other people, mm-hmm. and it keeps them from being greedy. Two very common sense, wise statements. Yeah. But you don't have to believe in Jesus to believe those. You don't have to be a Christian to ascribe yeah. to that. Yeah. There has to be something deeper. Generosity is a discipleship issue because of why. Yeah, That's what we're trying to, to yeah. do. That's what we're trying to answer. And just give people some real confidence mm-hmm. in what they're, many of them are already doing and then give them a catalyst to maybe go be involved mm-hmm. in some different ministries. 
uh, because they now see the why and they yeah. see how valuable it is for their own spiritual growth. Yeah, that's good. If you're listening and you're new to our church or you've been here for a while, oftentimes you'll come to a service and you hear maybe something right before the teaching starts that is nothing to do with the teaching, but we're kind of helping you understand something that we're wanting to do in our church and how this is addressing a discipleship issue in our church. That's right. Trying to give you a little vision That's for right. some, some things that may you may not see or interact with every single week as a as a member of Grace Church. That's right. So it might be, you know, we'll use natural burial for an example. You heard it in that service, but you have now gone about your day and your week and you have not thought at all about natural burial. So we're really hoping that this podcast, this resource is a tool for you to help uncover more of the why behind that. We want to bring in teachers. We want to bring in other leaders in our church. We might not be the expert, but we're really just wanting to help give some information that helps create a greater devotion. So unpack that a little bit and this idea of disruptive discipleship. We've talked a little bit about that beforehand. Could you unpack some of that and how this podcast is going to help undress those things? Yeah, absolutely. I think answering this question is is critical because devotion should fuel whatever ministry we're involved in. And then um, conversely, that devotion to God, that love of God should propel us to go and do more ministry, which yeah. basically just means service, That's serving right. one another, living out this great commandment of loving God first and loving others second. Because the real challenge, Chris, is who do we love the most? Mm-hmm. We love ourselves. Me. So we have, we have an outlook that's oriented towards ourselves, right. not oriented towards others. And yes. so what we need is we need something to disrupt that on a regular basis. And yes. so what I mean by that is, you know, disruption is just, it's just something that interrupts the, the common flow. And most of it, most of us view disruption as something negative. We mm-hmm. have a plan, we have an agenda, and we're trying to fight against being interrupted or disrupted so that we can accomplish what we want to accomplish. Yeah. That's exactly the point of disruptive discipleship. Discipleship by its nature, when Jesus calls his disciples and says, follow me, I mean, he is disrupting their life. He is disrupting what they thought their life was going to look like. He is giving them a greater calling and a greater purpose and a greater mission. And so I think disruption is the antidote to what I would call self-actualization. And so it's really easy to think that the goal of the Christian life is to become a better version of myself plus Jesus. Mm. Like Jesus is going to help me just be a little bit better, do things a little bit better, be a little more nicer and kinder. And so I just want to, um, I want to fulfill my life's goals and dreams and Jesus is going to help me. Mm. And, and that is, that is not what the Bible teaches. And so what we, have to fight against is comfort. If God is calling us to growth and change, not just modifying our behavior and becoming a better version, but true godly growth and change, that, that, that takes a lot of movement. Mm -hmm. We have to be disrupted. We have to get out of our comfort zone. And so discipleship that is disruptive is what's needed Mm. and necessary to, to break these patterns that we can establish. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, doing church, we're in South Carolina. Yeah. We have a lot of large churches. We have a lot of church options. Uh, being a Christian is, is not a big deal. Yeah. Going to church, not a big deal. And so because of that, we can just kind of get in this flow mm-hmm. and we can just add church or add Christianity to our life. 
and adopt this idea that God wants us to accomplish all our hopes and dreams. Yeah. And so how are we going to get out of that, Chris? Yeah. We have to be disrupted out of that. And so that's where our ministries, they're built around you not just being a master to consumption. Yeah. Because consumption is what the world says is going to lead to happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. Yeah. Giving your life away and having a kingdom mentality mm-hmm. is actually what's going to lead to true happiness, to true joy, to true godliness. And so what we are trying to figure out and help people is connect the dots between the why behind the discipleship decisions for each of these ministries yep. and how giving their life away is going to ultimately benefit them as they grow in godliness, mm-hmm. as they take on a kingdom mentality, and as they practice their devotion to God. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you mentioned earlier about Ephesians 4, where you talked about orienting your life in the morning. Yeah, so when you wake up in the morning, I think everybody asks themselves two questions. One, they ask themselves, you know, what am I going to do today? And a lot of what we do today uh, is tied to our identity, whether it be work or parenting or schooling or, or whatever that is. And then this, this second question underneath the surface is, uh, am I okay? Mm-hmm. You know, am I, am I okay? And, and, and the way we typically answer that is with the first question, what am I going to do today to make myself feel okay? How am yeah. I sizing up? How am I comparing to others? Mm-hmm. And we have this outlook that is really oriented towards the self. Yeah. And so how would we change that to an outlook oriented towards God and others, which is why, you know, being in God's word, mm-hmm. which is why prayer, which is why a lot of the disciplines are so important because they, they shift our outlook that's oriented towards self yeah. and move it oriented towards God and others. And so the verse that I think about often is Ephesians 4, when it talks about being clothed in righteousness. Mm. I mean, and, and literally getting up every day. And one of the things that we all do is we get dressed. Yeah. We change our clothes. And so when we are changing our clothes, literally the call in scriptures is to saying, put on mm. your new identity, yeah. put on your godliness, think about yourself less, think about God and others more. And it is a daily discipline. That by itself is a disruptive idea. But is that a part of our daily routine? Do Mm -hmm. Do we think about that? And how does the ministry of our local church, which is our spiritual family, help us in some of these mm-hmm. daily disciplines as we seek to to grow and deepen our faith and deepen our relationship with God and not just change our behavior. Yeah, that's good. So for those people that are listening, whether you've been here for a long time or you're just starting to come here to Grace and you found this, how would you want us to use this resource? Yeah, I would want people to take confidence in the plan that God has for them because we have way less um, dreams and desires for ourselves than God has for us. Mm. We want way less for our own lives than God does. Mm. And so I want them to take confidence, not, not just in that and have a, a mindset change, but also want them to understand that when God has this purpose and plan for our life, He doesn't just leave it to us to figure out. He Mm -hmm. gives us resources. So he gives us his word, which goes back to the principles we talked about earlier. He gives us his spirit, and he gives us a spiritual family. Mm. He gives us one another. 
And so when we think about, and that's really what the church is, it's the embodiment of God's word and God's spirit in one another. Mm. And when God gives us those resources, then we can take great confidence that he has provided what we need. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness, Second mm-hmm. Peter 1 says. And a big role of that is how we interact with the church. And so I want people's confidence level to grow, yeah. but then I want them to see that they have to take steps to be able to engage the resources that he's given. Yeah. And so as we uh, unpack and talk about how these principles of discipleship inform our devotion to God in this spiritual family called the local church, I want people to get excited yeah. and get engaged. That's right. That's right. And then have more confidence in the areas where they're already engaged. Mm, man, this is so good, Scott. I'm excited for what's to come, and I really appreciate you for being part of this. Is there anything else that we missed or want to share before we end? No, we're going to be growing and learning as we go, Yeah, and I'm excited to see what comes out of this. Yeah, so expect uh, several episodes a month where we are dropping some principles to help us think biblically about discipleship issues. And man, we're just really looking forward to joining you on this journey and we'll see you next time.